Hello, and thank you everybody for coming to the second part of this episode, where the first part of the episode covered the history of Barra and its evolution into gay komi. And in this episode, I'm just going to be giving you my thoughts and feelings, as well as showing a big reveal at the end of the episode. So, if you guys please stay tuned to the end of the episode, you will also see that. However, if you just want to see the big reveal, here's the timestamp. You can just go there, have fun, enjoy this little skit that I put at the end. Did someone say crazy person? No. Well, I heard it. All right, straight into the video. So, <laughs> let's, there's, there's so much to cover here, but I'm just gonna start here when it comes to my research during this whole thing, which I know a lot of people might not think I did a whole lot of research, but no, I, I spent good six to seven months doing all this preparation, doing all the, the production work and, and research into this particular subject matter. It, it just went down a giant rabbit hole. So, <laughs> to cover as much as I can cover in a short amount of time for my research and rabbit hole of the LGBT community in its entirety of cinema and representation and queer baiting and all that stuff. There's a playlist that is linked down below in my description. Go check it out if you do not have any knowledge about queer coding and queer baiting or any queer representation in, in cinema or in media in general. Go check that out there. There's a lot more information out there. This is just a good starting point if you have not done so. Um, okay. So, just to quickly just only recap about my research into LGBT themes in fiction or just in storytelling in general and the history about queer coding involving into queer baiting and all that stuff. All it taught me at the end of the day, instead of, oh, this is a story about a long suffrage of people who, you know, are just marginalized by the dominant culture. No, what it taught me is that the dominant culture is fucking insane. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? I mean, I find it so interesting how the mainstream media pushes, especially during the time, like, right after the Stonewall riots and stuff like that, that, you know, we're such dangerous people, yet when a movie like Cruising comes out, telling people that the LGBT community are dangerous or serial killers, yet the people who were inspired to commit acts of violence from that movie were straight people. I, I, it just, that's pretty much what the research has showed me, is that I don't care how you guys feel about it, but, and I don't care how you guys think that this was all biasly slanted to make it look bad on, on the straight people type deal it's kind of because the truth is it was kind of bad and I find it just outrageous that people still sit here and say the things that they say about the LGBT community now when they do things like that and I mean like even the gay defense that was actually used back in the day I find it absolutely insane that psychologists especially at that time can just sit there and be like hmm yeah okay that's totally fine yeah somebody can have such murderous hatred and rampage within them just by the thought and knowledge that somebody does not like somebody of the opposite sex to the point that they would go and kill them how is that not showing that straight people are fucking insane no you guys aren't seeing it okay well go check out that playlist and you tell me if you don't see it but that's pretty much what I took out of it. Now, when it comes to queer baiting, I'm just going to sit here and say this. It is a marketing ploy that I don't understand why the LGBT community keeps falling for it. Like, yes, I understand as a community, we are so starved of representation in fiction. 
that we will grasp at any straws just to do so. But I, I just... My only thing when it comes to the whole queerbaiting thing is that if some company or some creator thing, corporation thing, are just saying, hey, we're putting LGBT representation in this work of fiction. I'm not going to give you my money until I have been confirmed that yes, this is actually a meaningful form of representation and not the minimum amount of requirement just to get my money. So with that all being said, I'm done talking about that crap. And I'm going to move on to the current state of Bara, or Gay Komi as it's properly known. Yes! Yes! And go in from there. Okay, so, first things first. Where is Gay Komi now? Well, we have lost a lot of outlets. And what I mean by the outlets for Gay Komi is the magazines that they were being printed in. There's been a lot of magazines that have ceased publication, which if you have not checked out my first video, I covered a lot. But, currently... I was able to confirm that Samson is still in publication. It's still making magazines, so we still have one for sure. I couldn't confirm about SMZ for some reason. When it comes to stuff like that overseas outside of a country such as the United States, the information to get for that is a little bit harder. So if you guys can confirm whether other magazines in Japan are still in publication, please comment it down below so that way people can find that stuff because that's where it is. <laughs> G-Men isn't printing or isn't in publication in terms of magazines. However, G-Men is still publishing manga under their brand. So do not, <laughs> I, when I first started doing my research, yes, I started getting scared because I was seeing less and less outlets of visibility for gay komi and just gay manga in general. But trust, that is not necessarily the case because during my research, I did find out that yes, we still have some publication, you know, some magazines are still in publication, so we're okay on that. The other thing is that I found as the saving grace for for this genre is the crowdfunding sites. So if you don't know what I mean by that, I mean like Pixel Fanbox, Patreon. You can even count Kickstarter and GoFundMe in that kind of category as well, because they're all kind of fall in the same vein. You know, this has been a saving grace for a lot of these creators, just because now they are being directly funded by their fans, and that makes me very happy. Uh, because the artists that I highly appreciate and admire now for the work that they do are being funded directly and not, you know, getting nickel and dimed by other corporations and things like that. So, very, very happy about that. Now, through my research, I was trying to understand why is it so hard for Gay Komi to get as popular as, say, something like Yaoi. Well, <laughs> through my eye-opening experience watching... A podcast, which I'm pretty sure some people are going to turn off after I say the name of it. Please don't. There's an episode from the Trash Taste podcast where they had somebody on who talked about their experience within the anime and manga industry and kind of gave us a scope of how it operates. And it was a very eye-opening experience for me because <laughs> I don't really know marketing that very well, but this did help me understand what is needed to kind of help with the marketing thing. Okay. And one of the major things, like all other companies and all other people around the world, all they really want is data, 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 proving that there is a potential here and that people can make money off of. Which kind of leans into that whole capitalist thing about, especially when it came to queer baiting, where it's just like, nope, they just want to pull as much money as they want out of us, and then they give us the bare minimum work that they need. Hence why there was a throwaway kiss in the last Star Wars sequels. 
What the fuck was that about? Seriously. How dare you? Anyways, beside the point. So, yes. Now I understand how the anime and manga industry operates in terms of getting a genre off the ground and getting it a little bit more popular. Is that they need to see the data to prove that there is a market for it and that's what they want. So, that's what it is to me. And one of the other things I will certainly say is that through my research of all this is that for some reason, the queer content that can only exist in mainstream is the kind of content that only reinforces the heteronormative regime. And it just, it confuses the hell out of me that this is how it is, is that <laughs> the dominant culture says, yes, you can exist and you can be put in fiction, but guess what? We can only make it and it's the way that we can only see you be made. It's just absolutely insane. So what, what is it that I've come to learn through all my research? Well, first things first, people have a problem with people identifying in that, in fiction. So if a fictional character can do homoerotic things and not identify as homosexual or bisexual or any part of the LGBT community, it's totally fine. People will eat that shit up apparently. But as soon as that character identifies as not straight, is complete pandemonium, is the apocalypse for the straight community because it's... Oh, it's like when Huey sat there and just came out with that skit saying, you know, Jesus was black, Ronald Reagan was the devil, and the government is lying about 9-11. No! That can't be true! <laughs> That's how it literally feels a lot of the times when it comes to a character identifying as not straight. Seriously, it's just so confusing. So, with that all aside, when it comes to like Yaoi and Yuri, it's just, it's because the audience is just bigger. Okay, the straight audience, unfortunately we have to agree to this, they're just a bigger audience. So guess what? They have more money. So whatever brings in the more money, they're going to push more on. And that's, that makes sense. I'm not going to sit here and try to fight against the capitalist system and how it works. That makes sense. I totally agree to that. And I, I will accept that. However, segueing into the next part of being my hopeful future for the thing, which there's, there's a lot of hope that I have for this particular genre. And one thing I keep noticing about this whole thing was visibility. The visibility for this particular genre is extremely limited. It's extremely underground and it's extremely hard to find, especially for somebody like myself who's in the Western market. You know, especially for translated work in Gay Komi. That's the it makes it really, really hard for me to actually get that stuff. So, with my action plan for this podcast is to bring more visibility to this genre. And in the same spirit of visibility, it is now time for me to give you guys the big reveal. So what is it that I'm going to be revealing? Well, let's take a look. Dad, can you give me a ride to the... What is that thing? Oh, 
going on in here? Oh my god, is that a rat? Peter, hold it down, I'm getting a gun! <laughs> Why did they think this was a good idea? This will be your office. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay, we'll check on that later. Yes, okay, so, yeah, I, my face reveal, woo, yes, that was the big reveal for this whole thing. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! So, hi, how's it going? Yes, as a symbolic gesture, I am going to be revealing my face. That way, you guys can see what this face looks like. Yeah, I know it's not that pretty, so. Anyways, all right, so <laughs> what is it with my action plan? What is it that I have planned for this podcast? As I was saying before I did the whole big reveal, it's basically with what my plan is, is I'm hoping with my efforts that these artists can feel what it's like to be visible by living vicariously through their work being visible to the outside market. Yes, I know that kind of sounds convoluted and weird, but kind of follow me along here okay so that's pretty much what i'm doing yes as much as everyone will sit here and tell me that all you all you have to do is just buy their stuff and you know help them out i don't think that's just enough and not only that i just don't have a whole lot of money to keep just dumping onto all this stuff so what are other ways that people have come up with the helping these artists come you know get more visibility they made crappy youtube videos on 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 the internet that's why we are here this is the worst <laughs> right no anyways so yes with that being said that is pretty much what i'm trying to do is bring more visibility to this particular genre and i'm hoping that with these artists that they can at least know how it feels through their work to be visible uh, you know, I understand that culture is culture and, you know, especially when it comes to the Japanese culture being so steeped within tradition, you know, I'm not going to sit here and hope that with this short amount of time that, you know, I redefine everything for them. No, I'm just, this is my goal. Instead of waiting for people to give me what I want, I'm going to seek it out and this is where I've been finding it. And so this is where I want to bring more visibility to it. Because I'm hoping, with me bringing more awareness to it, that I would hope this this type of material will actually flourish and get we get more of it, and not just with the erotic stuff, more of the veins of just stories with these types of characters in them that we don't have to. <laughs> They're not all just little tiny skinny people who just do all the adventure stuff like no i want to see characters who live the lives out as being big and burly people like it's there's there's material there there is storytelling there that we can have that could be very compelling and that's what i'm hoping with more awareness and more demand for this particular genre that we'll actually get more of that now i'm not going to sit here and talk about whether or not we should have any more erotic stuff that's just that's just going to be a product of what it is, especially considering that the history of this genre is steeped within that, so I'm not going to try to stop that 
I, I can't. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, yep. So, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say on this particular part of the episode. I certainly hope that you guys have been enjoying the the episodes that I made. I can certainly say that I know. From the first episode to the second episode, yes, there was a very grand difference in, in video quality. Uh, and that's just because when I first started out with this project, I had zero, and I mean zero video editing skills. Which part of that is supposed to shock me? But with my other podcast that has been helping me out with video editing and kind of getting, you know, learning the ropes of how to video edit. And not only that, I'm trying to get used to staring at a camera as well which is not easy for me to do a few moments later so i'm certainly hoping that you guys will enjoy at least the journey as much as i like to say yes i keep bagging on my quality of content because it was i kind of find it funny for me to do that too that's besides the point so yes i certainly hope you guys have been enjoying the content i'm making i certainly hope that it's the start of the year 2021 that we could finally get past all this insanity and that we can actually move forward with things that we want to move forward with. Now, I know there's a lot of people who are probably watching this right now and they're probably wondering the big giant question that I've been kind of alluding to for the past the past couple episodes. Yes, I will tell you this right now. The next episode, I'm going to address that lifelong question that everybody wants the answer to. Okay, and I'm pretty sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please go check out the previous two episodes. It's, you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I certainly hope you guys enjoyed yourself. If you guys like the content that I'm making and you guys want more content from me, please vocalize that. Uh, I certainly hope you guys do take the time to consider to subscribing to my channel, liking my stuff, and you know maybe sharing it. Uh, letting other people know that there's people like me who, who like this kind of content and want to find more people who also like this kind of content and so that way I can d discuss more on said content, if that makes any sense. Five minutes later. So yes, please follow me on my social media that's linked down in the description below. If there is a social media platform you guys want me on, please let me know. I will make it for you guys. I've just been, I've been doing a lot of work trying to get this out and I wanted to get this out as soon as possible. Yes, I know if you watched the first part of this episode and did not skip to the big reveal that you, you saw that I didn't use much of my avatar here, as you can see. Uh, it's just because I wanted to get this launched as soon as possible. I, I, I was tired of waiting and working through this and I, I realized that the, the production process was a lot, there was a lot more that went into it than I originally realized. So yes, it does take me a lot longer to make these videos. However, I certainly hope with my with my efforts that it does at least come out looking good enough that people enjoy it. I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I will certainly tell you that yes, if you think I'm absolutely crazy for making this kind of content, <laughs> you would be right. But yes, that's pretty much all for my episode. Thank you guys so much for watching slash listening slash whatever you guys are doing to consume this content. I certainly hope you guys stay tuned for more of it. I certainly hope you guys, you know, if you if you like what I'm doing and you guys like the idea of me trying to bring more visibility to this particular genre of manga, please help me out by letting people know that that's what I'm trying to do. Because I, I like to talk to more people about this stuff. It's why it's my favorite genre. But yes, I think that's pretty much will cover everything. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoy yourself. Please stay safe out there. You guys take care.